Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studio, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. This is Chicago's home for every game of Chicago Cubs baseball. It's got a chance. Cubs win. And Chicago Bulls basketball. We are Sports Radio 670 The Score, WSCR and HD Chicago, WBMX HD2 Chicago. Odyssey Station. The score! Bye bye. Oh, you tripping. I'm out of here anyway. We zap! Top of the hour is being brought to you by DuckDuckGo Privacy Simplified. Uh, big shout out to Ray Diaz. He took over the show starting on Monday, and I think that you can hear how good he is production-wise and coming up with ideas. So, And in the last two segments, you've heard how good he is. So I see people in the Twitch stream that are enjoying what they're hearing from Ray, which means you have to keep it at that same level and or exceed it, Ray. So Diaz, stick- is it? Diaz. Friday, man. Now, thank you. Well, I'm sitting now behind Chris Tannehill every day, so I have, you know, I've always looked up to that guy. Well, so. and he dubbed it. We all do. He dubbed it. I believe yesterday was the first time I heard it. The Diaz difference. Yes, that's the Diaz difference in our afternoons. We are feeling it and appreciative of it. And there's no doubt about that. Next week, we got a lot of baseball. Steve Stone is going to join me to start the show. On Monday at 1225, it'll be really, really good. And we didn't get to the interview that I did with Sean King. I'm going to put the whole interview, because we talked for about an hour on House of L, but I specifically pulled a part that I think Bears fans will be interested in. And now I'm glad that we didn't do it today because I am looking forward to Parkins and Spiegel talking with Justin Fields' quarterback coach because it might lend more context to the conversation that I had with Sean King. Yeah, we're excited for this. Uh, so, you know, tons of that Bulls game fascinating on a lot of levels. Oh, my God. I wish I had more time to talk. About There's yeah. a lot of show. There's a lot of show today. A lot of show today. And obviously the, the Pollock trade we will discuss at length. And I'm sure we'll get to it in transition. But we're going to do like a football hour today. Three o'clock hour. Uh, Ron Veal, who's been Justin Fields' quarterback coach since sixth grade will be on the show. And then Joe Banner, 20 years as a president, CEO, Browns and Eagles, knows Ian Cunningham pretty well Great. and also praised Ryan Poles. Uh, and like he's like, it's painful, Bears fans, but 
this is how you have to actually build something sustainable. So we're going to talk to him about the offseason. There are a lot of people who feel that this is a one-year deal for Ian Cunningham. Right. That, that, that someone he's gone will, to someone be will come GM. find him yeah, yeah. next year. But, yeah. uh, but, but Joe Banner tweeted on Monday about it like, this is the way it's done, Bears fans. I know it's uncomfortable, like Danny's saying, but like, have some faith and understand that this is the way it's done, which I think would be a good perspective for people to hear. Yeah, so, well, and like, the quarterback coach industry is fascinating. It really is. So he has been Justin Fields' quarterback <sighs> coach since sixth grade. Man. You know who else he has coached basically that long? Trevor Lawrence. I was going to say Trevor Lawrence. That's correct. And so, and those guys have been coming up through the pipeline together, uh, you know, in the the seven-on-seven seven camps, number one recruit, number two recruit. Don't say that, peasant. <laughs> I like, oh, little Nikki. Oh, little Nikki. Man, I, listen, I mean, that's like my favorite person in the world, Nick Wright. It's still so funny to me that he's on this level of the industry of like, pseudo celebrity and like all the athletes I, would say, I wouldn't say pseudo so he's a celebrity and all the athletes know him and they like dap him up at the club like so kd gets done playing a national tv game where Giannis beats him in overtime and within 15 minutes he's tweeting at my friend like it's such a weird it's a weird thing and he had to go search for it right oh yeah nick did adam <laughs> nick did adam <laughs> He's he's just searching his mentions and like I'm sure someone added him. Someone tipped him from what off. you described, like it wasn't even like out of line. No, so Nick said something to the effect of, "I legit feel bad for KD. He's always been second best, number two recruit, number two pick, number two to LeBron, and then when he arguably passes LeBron, he gets passed by Giannis." And Kevin Durant responds and says. Don't feel bad, uh, little Nikki, for a god. My life's great, or something like that. And then Nick, then, like, you come at him. He's not going to just let you have the last word. We're similar in that way. He then, then he responds to Kevin Durant and says, if you're a god, what does that make Giannis? And KD said, also a god, but you're a peasant. And yeah, and that's where we left but, but off. Didn't, and Nick didn't Wright he v. say that he could be a god? Yeah, he said you could be a god if he wasn't acting this way. So, oh, well, so he's I a mean, peasant. I mean, yeah. that's good. Yeah, exactly, I, exactly. It's try fun. to take that and do something with yeah. it. Yeah, Nick. Nick sent me the initial tweet from Durant and I about him like being a god and his life being awesome. And I was like, I mean, he's not wrong. Like, if you've seen his investment portfolio, like, and I'm just like rattled off some things that he had gotten in on early. And then he responded with his snarky tweet, and he was like, this is your fault, Parkins. He's like, you made me get all petty. And I'm like, dude, don't even put that evil on me. I know you were going to respond that way anyway. And then uh, Little Nicky was trending on Twitter for like 12 hours, which I think is hilarious. So Little Nicky. movie, right? Yeah, the bad Adam Sandler, Sandler, Adam Sandler yeah, movie. Yeah, it was a devil, right? Yeah. Son of the devil. Is that yeah. what he was? Yeah. Mm. Little Nicky Wright. Oh, it's so good. So good. I'm sorry, I totally derailed. No, you did you guys see about. that game? I mean, it was a it was a fun game. Nets like, and Bucks. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, Giannis bits, bits, bits and pieces. I was I was focused on a Bulls different clips. basketball game. Yeah, no, yeah. Me, me too. That game started an hour earlier. He's a double screener, and and, uh, and so that game ended earlier. And the end of that game was insane. And so now, in the last two days or two two games, Giannis went toe to toe with Embiid and won. 
and blocked his shot in the last seconds and then went toe-to-toe with Durant and won with a crazy block and a game-tying three to send it to overtime. When's there been a race to the end for MVP? Like, usually you kind of know. Yeah. And, well, and Jokic and, and Embiid last year was pretty good, and then Jokic pulled away at, but, but at look, the end. But look, you got Jokic, you got Embiid, and now Giannis is like, I'm I'm still here. I, I, I'm over here. We also have three guys over 30 points a game. If LeBron can play, what, three more so he qualifies? He said today he's done. LeBron announced today he's done for the season. So, Smart move. So yeah, so that, so that's not going to happen. Yeah, that's not going to happen then because there hasn't been three people over thirty points a game since two thousand four, I believe. And, and Giannis is doing it. I, I've said it now. I think on three consecutive shows, but I just think it is worth repeating. He's averaging thirty three minutes a game. He's not like he's max effort when he's on the court, but he's clearly also coasting for the playoffs. So you know what I mean? Like he's not wearing himself down. Come the postseason, he's going to start averaging 38 minutes a night. Well, let, let's say it differently. They're not wearing him down. Like I'm I, sure he would play more if, he, if allowed. He'd play every minute. Yeah, but but it's but I just think that that's to me that is a worthy thing to think about when discussing MVP because if he was playing a few more minutes and was leading the league in scoring, and had the counting stats, everyone would think he was the MVP. And he's a two-time MVP and a finals MVP, and we saw what he did last year in the finals. Like, and, and how about in last night's game, and he did it in the in the finals last year, a perceived weakness, he comes through, and he makes the free throws. Oh, man, it was an April Fool's joke on LeBron? Yeah, this is what I'm, this is what I'm looking at right now. I'm like, what? Because they're they're got, they're eleven. He tweeted it out himself. Yeah, he of course, said, it's April he, Fool's. He had an injury. He said, "See you in the fall." Okay. April Fool's. I thought tomorrow. you meant like I thought you meant he was done for the regular season, would come back in the playoffs because they're battling to get. Well, they're for not a, locked into the playoffs. No. I thought I thought the I thought, no his, I thought his injury was had him out. <laughs> oh, I got that's fooled. good. Here I am beating myself up for missing something like that, and nah, Danny just got God. It's okay. I had a texter. All right, Speaks, you're solo today. I'm going home. <laughs> I had a texter earlier that was like, <clears throat> oh, are you going to talk about – the first text was like, Cap got big money. And I was like, yeah, congratulations to Cap. I'm talking about David Kaplan because he's got the new TV show, right? <laughs> Over, And so this guy's like, are you going to are you gonna talk about it? I'm like, no. Oh, Cap- the Kaepernick tweet that yeah. was going around? I was like, Cap has his own radio show. And this guy's like, I didn't, I didn't know that. Oh, I, didn't, yeah. I, I didn't know that he had his own radio show. I, I guess the people in Boston probably knew that. I was like, oh, my friend. Oh, I think I know what's going on here. Yeah. I think you may have gotten got. And mm. he's like, oh, man. I, I thought Kaepernick was back in the league. Man, I did see the Cap was going to be the captain of the Michigan spring game. That is legit. Jim Harbaugh, his former coach in, in San Fran, bringing Cap in up there. I like that idea. Kind of sure. fun. Sure. Now I don't know what's real and what's not. <laughs> this is the day, <laughs> That man. Giannis game was real last night, right? Like, that, that, that was real. That, and DeMar that, going for 50 D- was very 50 real. Pieces real. And also okay. that call on Paul George for the three-point foul was also very real last God. night. It, am I a hater for saying the Bulls were incredibly lucky? No, they were. They like were. The, the way, incredibly lucky. The way that the, the Clippers played the last minute of that game, they should they should be ashamed of it. 
the way that they played it, how they tried to play it out. Uh, you had playoff P doing some stuff like when that wasn't working, when the Paul George ISO, it hadn't been working all game. Caruso did a great job of Ding him up. The, they were better off with Reggie Jackson initiating the offense and then making things happen with the bigs last night. And Paul George called a bunch of like ISOs and he didn't hit the shots. And then defensively, I don't know what the hell they were doing. Well, also, I mean, and was a good job by DeMar, I guess, because of the result. And he's amazing at drawing fouls. That's a terrible shot. Going for the win in that spot, like taking a 25-footer. Dan, what Danny, what remember, are you doing? Remember the, remember the two buzzer beaters he hit? One, yeah, back-to-back. Back. Only person that's ever done it. That, that were deep ones. And remember when, How dare you? Remember when he beat the Lakers and Clippers on the same weekend? Some nights that dude just feels it, and he's probably right. And I was, like, I was, he, he just has that, that magic sometimes. I was talking to Ray. I felt like it was causal that he got the bejesus screened out of him in the third quarter. Like, yeah, his teammates didn't did. call it out. He mm-hmm. got knocked to the floor got and pissed. was like, was looking around like, what you, why, why aren't you guys calling this out? And was like, you know what? Screw this mess. <laughs> Give me the rock and let me work. Um, yeah, yeah, though there's a lot of luck in there. Paul George on a minutes restriction, so he's riding the pine Didn't in overtime. Play the, at all in the overtime. And I mean, how many, you don't see that away from the ball foul call all that often. No, that, like, that like, was crazy. Like, you know, so just the whole sequence was, now, credit to the Bulls. They were down big early. They kept fighting. They came back. They dominated overtime. DeMar was great. Patrick Williams was great. The whole thing wasn't lucky, but the last 60 seconds was pretty much dumb luck. It was no it, it wasn't just dumb luck, it was also bad team. The, like, cl- the Clippers imploded, but I mean I guess it's lucky to have them be that dumb and I still think it's also the DeRozan a, shot is a bad shot. Well, sure, but it's also a mad charge from being down what 16. Yeah, yeah. So so credit it, for that. It's that confluence They had to of all double them stuff. up to tie the game at the end. Yeah. yeah. So um one of the, my favorite things, I, excuse me as I segue, but I love when a trade like this happens with the baseball teams and they play in the exact same spot, like the Dodgers and the White Sox. They share a complex. Yeah, Craig, go over there. Craig, yeah. Craig Kimball's already in a Dodgers uniform and talking to the media. I mean, that's <laughs> like three AJ, hours ago. You, you go over there. Yeah, exactly. And Kimball just said that he's excited to put on his closer shoes again with the Dodgers after having a different role with the White Sox. And there's... What the problem was the entire time. He, he, yeah. he was wearing the wrong shoes. He was wearing the eighth inning shoes. The yeah. eighth inning shoes were either too tight or too loose, or the laces were a color that bothered him. It's just now that he's got the ninth inning shoes on again. You think Cass should, should have been able to figure that out? He should, he should have found the right shoes. Needed for a better him. shoe guy. Ba, 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 da. <laughs> it's a fascinating trade, it's a fascinating resolution. To, yes. to to the problem. I think it's a very positive resolution I, to the problem. It, it absolutely yeah, but, is, but it, but it does bring one final bit of perspective on the problem, which is a full-on admission that that dude needs to close or he's not himself. Yeah, well, well, and that you weren't able to figure it out with him and all of the consternation, like, feel a little vindicated in the, they're not done. Like, you don't do all of the things that they have done over the last 13, 14 months to then just not 
keep improving your roster. Like they might not win a World Series, but I really do not believe it is going to be for a lack of resources thrown at the problem. They just did it in a different order than White Sox fans wanted it done. And Bob Nightingale immediately saying, and now they're in on Manaya. Like if they had Manaya, I mean, they're playing today, right? So you it, could have the the same situation yeah, where but, hey, but, go over there. How hilarious would it be if they had Pollock, Harrison? Manaya and Kelly all in one offseason, and then all of a sudden White Sox fans are like, I'm sorry, Rick. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I so, think, I'm sorry think, we doubted you. I think White Sox fans are more than willing to say that if that is the sure. case. Sure. I, just, I know, it, know I am. It'd be, it'd be a hilarious outcome, it, but especially if it's all done by opening day. Yeah, I, I, I hear you, but the Pollock ad doesn't happen without the Kimbrell money being part of it going away. Correct. So it's it's almost an even trade when you think of the buyout and Pollock, right? And and sure. and and you know, but it's a player option too, right? Like so, he can, he can also opt in for for next year. He could opt in for next year. I I will be shocked if he does. I mean, it depends I, what kind of season he is. He's thirty four, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. there's I mean, no guarantee that he's, he's getting on the team for next year. I think so too, because because if you're Russ, you're opting into that Lakers deal, aren't you? No matter what, yeah. <laughs> there's no guarantee well, that's that a thirty four year old. No, it's it's true. It's true, but we'll see what the outfield market is. That's and and the dude was really good last year. Yeah, if he plays well, I'm sure he'll think he can get a multi-year deal. But if anything happens, the guy guy doesn't guy gets hurt. He doesn't play a ton of games, right? He hasn't he played ninety games a year. Right? Yeah, he, he hasn't one, played over one seventeen. Yeah, yeah, one in seven. a long time. He's, it, he maxed out at one fifty-seven, but that was a long time. ago. Yeah, so like this is uh, it's an imperfect solution, but to also an imperfect problem. Like I, 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 I get why both teams made it, but it's a it's a fascinating move, and what the dude can hit. Yeah, dude, if he plays, he can hit. Dude can absolutely hit. Um, he used to really be able to run. He can still run a little. He used to really be able to throw, and he was a center fielder with a good arm. Then he's been a left fielder with a suitable arm, like a base-level arm. He's only played six games in right field in his life, and that's because he's had elbow trouble many times. Before he was drafted, there was elbow trouble. There's been multiple elbow surgeries. Had a massive infection a couple years ago on that same elbow so it's, uh, you know, I don't know how much <clears throat> he's going to be your defensive finishing right fielder. He's no, going to be your I, defensive I finishing left, left fielder. fielder. Yes. yes. You're going to you're gonna ideally have Adam Engel be that guy, right? Yeah. But so then Pollock is what? Your defensive starting right fielder for several innings that of consequence? That moves over to left once Aloy gets his last at bat. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that, that's what it'll be. And it, so it is imperfect, but it's it's good. It's, but, but it's so much better imperfect. than where they were. Kimbrel Kimbrel was imperfect. Oh, Kimbrel wasn't useful. Wasn't I, you, useful. you didn't want. You're going to tell me you wanted Kimbrel over Joe Kelly or Kendall Graveman in the seventh or eighth inning no. setting up Liam Hendricks. It is. Like, it's you didn't such want him anymore. An interesting thing. And I I got Stony on Monday, and I can't wait to talk to him about it. We've all discussed it with Kimbrel. And and before that, like I remember having conversations in clubhouses with Matt Thornton about this. Great seventh, eighth inning guy. Put him in the ninth inning, falls apart. There's something in the, the human brain that doesn't allow guys to function, certain guys to function outside of their role, and it's fascinating. Yeah, I still think it was a huge mistake, though, then not once you realize that that was with him. Make the, tr- the not, switch. Not flipping him, because if it worked... 
Like if Hendricks was fine, like he said, and I think he would have been. Then you've got two guys, and he had gotten paid, and then you don't need to sign Kelly this off season, and you have the money, and it's just cleaner. Something happened between (laughs) the deal and 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 the execution of that because they all said they were going to do it, flip him back and forth. Hendricks said he was game to do that. He's a guy who's pitched all over games. It made all the sense in the world. He's gone multiple innings. <clears throat> like yep. He has not been rigid in his career. No. I mean, I, I don't want to just put this on Kimbrel. It's possible that the White Sox pitching infrastructure couldn't reach him the same way that Rossi and the guys on the north side were able to. That's not an indictment. I'm not trying to, I'm just saying that maybe it's a personality thing or the way that you teach something that they weren't able to get him to the place that the Cubs had finally got. They finally him got to. him there, and Rossi and Kimbrell's relationship goes back a long time. So that was part of it. And he handled that very delicately when Craig wasn't rolling and took him out of the seventh and eighth and you know, took him out of the ninth and rebuilt the confidence, but all the while knowing that he was gonna go back there if if things were good. If he figured it out, he knew he was going to go back there. Here, he knew he was never going there. How about it being such a great landing spot for both guys? It's perfect for Kimbrel. I think he's going to kill I do, LA. too. Well, how, are Sox fans prepared for that? If you've got bullpen problems at, at any point, and he has 40 saves and a sub-1 ERA. But he ERA, wasn't your solution, though. He, he wasn't going to do it here. But he could have been if you would have flipped him. But yeah. they didn't. Well, but that's... Right, but so like, when has that ever allowed fan bases to I, not have any sort of consternation I, over it? Dire- I doubt that there's going, going to be any <clears throat> any regret unless unless we're sitting here in October and the White Sox are going up against Craig Kimbrell and he closes them out. You know, there's still people out there pointing out that like, look, there was a velocity decline last year, and there was. You know, people pointing out he was bad all those other times with the Cubs, except for that four months, and 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 he was, but. It is on record and it is known in multiple organizations that that dude gets out of whack mentally and then he gets out of whack physically and then the stuff declines, including velocity. This is what happens to him and people just are unwilling to accept that because it just goes against the, the it, data-driven it, approach. It goes right. against it goes sensible against logic. logic. Right. It yes. goes against the logic of, well, if you can pitch, you can pitch and it shouldn't matter. It matters. It matters. It, it's one of those things about the game that you, the human element plays a huge role in. Leadoff matters and closing matters. And it, I don't know how many others totally matter, but those two matter. Lineup Easter right over here. Yeah. That's what you yeah. are. Yeah. That's what I sit next As to. As Schwarber if leadoff matters. Uh, Ron Veal, Justin Fields' quarterback coach. What did the Bears ask him to work on this offseason? He answers for us at 3 o'clock. Joe Banner, 340. Pat Tomasulo makes the rounds with us. Hey! Four o'clock. Jerry Harrison Jr. from Dodgers TV on what this version of AJ Pollock is. Four twenty-five. Just so you guys know, I did kind of like a a little bit more of a structured interview with Tomasulo because I figured you guys would just like have fun with him. Yeah, we. So you did what's more structure in terms of the special and that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, like what did it take to put into a special? Like I, I kind of did that and gave. I whiteboarded some of his history as a comedian, oh, nice. so that people knew that because I figured it would be the chuckle hut with the three of you guys. <laughs> yeah, we'll just let him bitch about his neighbors. That's <laughs> totally fine. Yeah, it usually is. Uh, yeah, well, we've done the mechanics of stand up with him before, but now right. I, I this, yeah, it's great. We're gonna. So it's no, a really good special. I watched it again last night. Uh, I know that you were surprised at how good it was. I, I, I meant it as in the nicest way. 
I, I knew I didn't have a better way to word it. So that's how I that's how I said it. It is what it is. Uh, but so yeah, that's uh, and then our boy, because it's been five days since he's been in a warm weather location. He gets on an airplane tonight and goes to Arizona after the show. It is. Oh, that's it right. is true. Four play by play games in a row. Yeah, four play by play games. In case he hasn't mentioned it, I wanted to take care of it. Thank you, man. I appreciate no that. No problem. Uh, for yeah, the first two with Elise Meneker. I'm um, looking forward to working with her tomorrow and Sunday, and then me and Ron Coomer. On Monday and Coom Tuesday, dog. and then and then I can tell you, Lawrence, back on Wednesday, Thursday morning, it debuts my Beat the Streak Daily Inside the Hits podcast, a ten to fifteen minute podcast every morning. I love Beat the Streak. I know you do to help you win at Beat the Streak. I love when they do the reverse, pick nine guys that won't get a hit. I flip love it on when you. they do that one. That one's fun All until right. it's not. All right. Well, then you can be the guest on that day. You All right. Be the guest on I'm that down. One. Count right, me cool. in. There we are. All right, Lawrence. Have a good weekend, man. You guys have a wonderful weekend. I'll see you Monday. Thank you. Busy day. We send you into the weekend. Tanny's open. Kicks us off. Parkinson Spiegel on the score. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.